You are listening to the Cattle Call Podcast. This is the place where computer-aided design and drafting meets humor and practicality, with a touch of business acumen thrown in for fun. Jim and Rocco, the owners of Zentech Consultants, the premier U.S. technology consulting firm for architecture, engineering, construction, and manufacturing, discuss the fascinating world of CAD with some humor and some honesty. The Cattle Call Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the premiere episode of The Cattle Call. And yes, I know it's a silly-sounding statement, Rocco, but I just like the way that it sounds when I say cattle call instead of just cattle call. That sounds dull. Um, so my name is You're not going to start mooing, are you? Uh, well, no, we have a little sound effect that does that for us, which is even better. But I will if you ask. <laughs> <laughs> so... I am Jim Coppinger, one of the owners and founders of Zentech Consultants, and I'm here today with my partner, Rocco Parisi. Rocco, say hello to all the nice people. Hello, nice people. There you go. Good man. I, I like it when he gets my jokes. That's why I made him my partner. So today we're going to be talking, uh, as we do every week, we're going to be talking about what's going on in the, uh, the computer-aided design and drafting world and some of the related industries in terms of uh, you know construction, architecture, etc., um, and what's going on in the world today and and just have you know an ongoing discussion about all the things that we think are important to our clients and to ourselves as business owners. Um, and today's topic, we're going to kick off here our premier episode. We're going to be talking about uh, subscription licenses and whether they are a benefit or whether they are a burden to our client base. Because right? this is really one of the biggest talking points we run across um, a lot. I mean, particularly Rocco, you run all the you run the sales end of things here. Um, so you talk to the clients all the time. And what kind of feedback do you get from folks in terms of subscription licensing versus uh, the perpetual desktop licenses? You know, I, I think that it, it, it really depends upon the, the size of the firm. I think larger firms are uh, more, more adapt, uh, more willing to move to that subscription uh, and annual model. Uh, I think they, they've realized that that Autodesk in particular has kind of pushed them in that direction and and they're accepting it. But the, the smaller firms that, that struggle uh, with with costs, uh, they they still prefer that perpetual model with uh, with annual uh, maintenance. Okay. All right. So just so we make sure that everybody's on the same page as they're, they're uh, listening to us here today, why don't you explain to me what is the difference between a, a uh, perpetual license and an annual subscription? Yeah, so a perpetual license, you, you buy the license once and, and you own it uh, for life for as long as you can run it on your system. Uh, with with a system like BricsCAD, uh, you have the option of, of annual maintenance. Uh, it, it seems like Autodesk pretty much requires you at this point to have the annual maintenance. Uh, so that's a, the structure for perpetual licenses, but with uh, uh, with with the annual uh, subscription cost, you just you renew the license from year to year, and uh, that option is available uh, by both partners that we primarily work with, with Autodesk and with BricsCAD, and uh, you renew that license uh, every year. And if you don't renew the license, you don't have access to the software anymore. So right. again, going back to the perpetual license, you buy it, you own it, you use it for life. Right, and that's really the big sticking point I think that I see uh, talking to people. They really they start to resent the fact that they they are forced into number one uh, paying that annual subscription, but more importantly, I find that a lot of people are really annoyed that they're forced to upgrade 
every year because those those annual subscription licenses are forcing people onto the latest version, right? You 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 can't. I think there's like a one year back. Am I correct on that? That that you can use the previous year's version as long as you're under the the maintained subscription. Uh. Yeah, as far as I understand, yes. Okay, and but yeah, but a lot of people don't like that, right? That they, you know, it used to be that you could buy the software and the software was working great and it was doing everything that you needed, and you could keep it for four or five years, right? And then you, you know, when you saw a really good uh, upgrade, right, they they put in some nice major benefits for it, then you could you know spring for the extra money and either you know buy a new license or like you were saying, right, if if you're working with a an annual maintenance package, which was pretty common as little as five years ago that you could just go in, you'd buy, you know, Autodesk software or whatever you were working with, and then you would pay an annual maintenance fee. And each year you would have access to every new release, but you didn't have to upgrade. You could upgrade only when you felt it was going to, you know, directly benefit your company and give you the tools that you really thought would benefit you. And like I said, I think that's where a lot of people have really had uh, a lot of, of difficulty accepting this transition and I mean it, you know let's be fair it's really kind of the way the software industry has gone um, it's not just Autodesk I mean we're you know we're in the CAD world right and Autodesk is a big player so for us we're going to you know talk a lot about Autodesk and, and how they're handling things right and and some of the newer players who are kind of coming on and, and kind of taking a chunk of that market share from Autodesk in terms of like you said BricsCAD who we work with um, but you know everybody's doing it I mean the, the concept of the software as a service Right, is is a wonderful uh, new idea, or at least they tell us it's a wonderful new idea. Microsoft does it, and you know Adobe does it, and every major player, Bluebeam. You know, it doesn't matter what software we're using. More and more, that's becoming the standard pricing model for software companies. Right, where you have to be on a recurring subscription, you have to upgrade that software every year. And you know what 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 I find is that you know they they give you the reasons. To switch, right? And they tell you, well, it's great that you can go in and, and the benefit to the consumer is that you can budget annually. You know exactly how much it's going to cost year to year. There are no surprise fees. You don't hit that, you know, every couple of years. We, we weren't expecting we'd have to spend, you know, uh, $50,000 this year to upgrade all of our software. That's an unexpected expense. And I think that argument holds a little better for those larger companies. Right. I mean, most small to medium sized uh, design firms really aren't built that way. Yeah. You know, if, if you're if you're a mega engineering firm and you've got 40 offices across the U.S. and 2000 employees. Yeah. You're working with annual budgets and departmental budgeting structures and, and that can be a benefit. And I think that's why they adapt to it a little bit better. But when you're, you know, Joe, the architect and you got yourself and three other guys, that's that's not how you work. Right. You know, you you. you you would rather just hold on to those five licenses for a few years and not have to pay and and you know that that large annual subscription you know that's that's how I see that working is that kind of the feedback you've been seeing yeah yeah definitely and I, and I think that's why we're we're seeing uh, a, a an increase in, in in interest for for bricscad a lot of a lot of smaller firms like that that perpetual license with the option of annual uh, maintenance. Right. versus being forced into it. Yeah, and, and, and that's actually kind of you know what, how we originally got involved with BricsCAD, right, is that we started off, um, you, know, you know, our background for, for decades, both of us, right, has been in that Autodesk structure. Um, and, and coming across and, you know, working here with Zentech and seeing that there was a lot of resentment, right? So we went looking for a package that could kind of balance that. And the other thing I think that's really interesting 
Um, and, and, and again, I'm going to slam Autodesk a little bit here, and I don't mean to keep beating up on them because they do provide an absolutely wonderful system. I mean, look, the, the world runs on Autodesk products, right? The design world, they're, they're the kings for a good reason. They do put out really powerful products. But, you know, one of the things that they really pushed as part of the reason for, uh, you know, going to the subscription model is that on the consumer end, right, what you're getting is what they call, you don't even have it on their website, they call it, you know, greater access. You can enjoy, you know, uh, the latest innovations, the latest technologies. We give you great new tools, you know, every, every year. And that really has not turned out to be the case. And again, not just with Autodesk, with most of these software as a service packages, that what you're getting very often is nothing more than uh, compatibility upgrades and maybe some new, you know, dark mode presentations and one or two what used to be termed fixes, you know, that, that they're, they're billing now as, as new features, you know. And, and, you know, to take Autodesk and compare it against BricsCAD, um, you know, one of the, the big things why we're seeing such a big push in that direction is, like you said, number one, the licensing structure and the fact that with BricsCAD people can, you know, get that perpetual license and just pay their annual maintenance and upgrade when it's effective for them. Um, but I think the, the, the bigger thing there is that a lot of these software as a service uh, pricing models, because they have to give you a new update every year, right? They're, they're required to give you an update in order to justify that annual licensing fee. They're just throwing minimal changes into these software packages in order to say, well, we did add things, right? We did something to justify why we're charging you, you know, X thousand dollars each year. Uh, but I, I see that things like, you know, AutoCAD in particular is, is a great example of a, a software package that really has not, in my opinion, uh, seen a major functionality upgrade in five years. I mean, AutoCAD is essentially, you know, a forgotten child of the Autodesk world. And I know it's just based 2D drafting and their focus nowadays is on BIM and 3D modeling and the fusion <coughs> side of things, um, which is, you know, great. Those are great tools. But, you know, 90% of the design world still works in 2D at some level. And you have a system like AutoCAD where there hasn't been any kind of a really effective upgrade to it. And on the other side here, you have uh, BricsCAD, who do an extensive amount of work in the 2D side. I mean, they've got all the 3D BIM functionality. You know, they, they, they've got, you know, mechanical manufacturing, 3D BIM modeling, all built in, which is fantastic. But I think one of the things that I, I really love about it and what, people really like about it is that part of that perpetual model is that they're they're continuing to upgrade and i and i, and I always kind of liken this you you know me i like to, i like to put in analogies all right or similes i can never tell the difference between the two i'm just not that smart of a guy um but i look at it like it's kind of like the difference between when you're you're renting out your house versus when you're selling your house Listen, when you're renting and you're just getting recurring revenue, hey, you'll slap a coat of paint on once a year if you feel like, all right, you know, just to keep them happy and to keep, keep them paying rent, I'm going to throw some paint on and I'll, I'll mow the lawn once a month. You know, versus when you're selling your house, right, when there's a big investment to be made, right, people put, they bring in landscapers, they get professional painters, they redo the, the cabinets, they, you know, clean the windows. You know, you put a lot more effort into it when, when you've got that big price tag associated. And I think that's the same way. Right, that you know, these companies are looking at it in terms of you know they're they're renting the software for a year, and, and they don't put in the level of effort that they would put in as when they're selling that software. 
Right. You know? and, and I think that's a lot of the concern that, you know, you're getting these bigger companies like Autodesk and Microsoft and so on who are just giving these recurring minor upgrades, you know, that, that look good, that let them give some speaking points and they're not putting in the level of effort that they used to, right? When when it used to be every, you know, every, you know, they'd come out releases every year, but each release had to have major changes because most people are really only, you know, traditionally the the average update time frame for most softwares, particularly in the in the CAD and design world, was three to four years. You know, people would maintain their annual maintenance. But, you know, they'd go from, you know, I remember, you know, in, in Autodesk, and I started way, way back in when they were releases before they were version way back in, in you know, the late 80s. Um, but, you know, it was very common for people to at least skip every other upgrade, right? Uh, you know, what, 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 you know, everybody would call it the, uh, what was it, the, the even number curse or the odd number curse, rather. And, uh, you know, they would skip every other upgrade from, from Autodesk, and you'd only upgrade like every third year. Yeah, and there are still still are firms that do that. that not not many of them, but there, I I still run into firms that do that. Yeah. It, it, listen, it, I always felt it was a real cost effective way to work, because you know by every third release there had been major changes, right? Because like I said you were buying and and CAD software is not cheap, you know by any stretch. Um, but when you're buying that software, they really have to provide you some type of benefit. You know, versus, you know, like I said, just a, a fresh coat of paint, so to speak. And by, you know, three of those, you know, there, there was a whole new way of working that would have a dramatic impact on your bottom line. And that's when people would upgrade. That, that you know, that worked out really, really well. Um, and I think at the, end of, at the end of the day, it really comes down to they, they try and, uh, you know, all the software companies try and tell us that, you know, hey, this is for your benefit. We're giving you, you know, like I said, you know, greater access to the new tools. Um, you get flexible control. You can better manage users. You can you can cancel licenses when they're done. You know, the, the part of that they don't tell you is that if you do need to add it, well, you have to buy it all over again. You know, they're not prorating that for you. Um, that you get all of these valuable insights to evaluate and analyze and product usage. Uh, but at the end of the day, when you break it down and you and you look at, any of these, you know, SaaS, I guess is how it's pronounced, the software as a service, the SaaS, right? any of these programs, right? the, it's, and again, my opinion, that the people who are actually seeing the benefit here are just the software companies, right? We, the end users, are not getting that. You know, our client base is not getting that benefit. All right, you know what, Rocco, before we move on with that topic, I just want to take a quick break. I think it's a good, uh, good place to bring in the sponsor of today's program. So we'll be back in just a second. All right, so we wanted to talk to you guys today about BricsCAD, which is the latest and greatest 2D and 3D CAD software to hit the market. And we here at Zentech Consultants are the U.S. premier sales partner for the BricsCAD platform. Um, The great thing about BricsCAD, or what I really love about it, is that it allows you to do both 2D and 3D BIM drafting all in one single system. And that's great stuff, right, Rocco? That's right. There you go. So for those of you who are interested, want to learn more about BricsCAD and how you can apply it and you can use it to actively work on your current drawing files. It's one of the beauties about it is that it works in the native DWG format and it has almost all the exact same commands, even down to the first letter keyboard commands that you guys all love to use in your current Autodesk products. All right, so you can do everything that you need in one single system with the commands, the features, the functions that you already know. 
right? Not only that, but when it comes to pricing, there's huge benefits with BrickCAD. What do you think, Rocco? Absolutely. Okay. So give us an idea. What are we talking about in terms of price when we're working with BricksCAD? Well, you can get all the, you can reach out to zentechconsultants.net for all the kind of a breakdown of the, the options and uh, or, or email sales at zentechconsultants.net and uh, we can get back to you. But in, in general, you can start as low as a couple hundred dollars for, for BricksCAD Classic for a perpetual license uh, with uh, with all the maintenance or it's it's as low as a few thousand dollars uh, for for the, the BricksCAD uh, Platinum or, or BIM or BricksCAD Mechanical packages. Sounds good. We hope to hear from you guys. Um, just to throw some, some numbers out here, you know, I just did a little quick research yesterday. Um, going back to, I guess it was around like 2016, 2017 when Autodesk first came out with that subscription-based model. that about right? Yeah. So... Yeah, I was looking at their numbers, right? And 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 I, I went back and took a look at, you know, what the uh, base AutoCAD perpetual licensing was back for the 2017 release. Just AutoCAD, it was $38.95, right? You bought right. it, and that's what, what you paid. You were done, and you had it. You could use it forever. Versus today, right, the annual for that is uh, $16.10, thereabouts. It's got some change attached to it. Right, but if you th- if you think about that, you're talking about you know across that that normal three year upgrade path, right? Sixteen hundred dollars times three years, it's like forty eight hundred bucks, right? That you're paying for that three year span. So right there, right, it's it's another thousand dollars that Autodesk made, right? And if you go to the four year, right, it's even more. It's almost double, you know. So you know the, the idea that uh, you know this this was done for our benefit and that it brings a lot of benefit to the CAD world. I, I just I don't see that as being true, you know. And I think that's why uh, we've seen a lot of pushback from clients, particularly in the CAD world, um, where you know they, they're just feeling like they're being you know, I hate to say this word, but they're being blackmailed by the software companies, right? And they're forcing them to just pay them year over year over year with very little benefit to the end user. You know, it's really, it's it's a monopolistic approach where these large software companies control the software and, and the answer is like, look, we created it, we own it, and if you want to use it, you're going to pay whatever we tell you to pay. I, I can't disagree with you on that. I, it's funny, I, I take calls sometimes and, and I have to hear people just go off on rants and, you know, I, I, I can't argue with them. You know, I have to listen to them because they're right. You know, it's hard to fight that argument. Yeah. <laughs> No, absolutely. And, and that's why I think there's been a, a huge, you know, uh, growth in the market, right? And I think, you know, listen, it, it's it's still small. You know, like I said, there are the giants in, in each every industry, right? They all have their software giants, whether it's, you know, Autodesk or Microsoft or Adobe or whoever it might be. Uh, those giants are all using this software subscription model. But you're seeing more and more that there are these smaller third-party firms who are making massive inroads. Right? And so we, you know, we keep bringing up BricsCAD, um, and and in all fairness, so everybody listening knows we are BricsCAD resellers, right? So we do have a a horse in that race, um, but we also do a lot with Autodesk as well. But with, on the BricsCAD side, they've really made a name for themselves. Number one, in that they've got, you know, an absolutely identical package to AutoCAD. I mean, it literally works in the standard, you know, AutoCAD DWG file. It uses all the same templates, all the same commands, everything, right? People can switch to BricsCAD without literally any training. Right? They can just pick it up, open BricsCAD, and go to work just like they're working in AutoCAD. But the big thing there is that it's got that perpetual licensing model with the annual subscription. 
right? That people can go and say, look, I can buy BricsCAD today. And if I don't like, you know, the, the tools they added in the next release, I ignore it. If I don't like the ones they add in the one after that, I ignore it. Three releases from now, they came out with some new tools and they say, hey, that's really amazing. That'll save us a lot of time. Now I'll go to my upgrade. Right? That's when you're, you know, like I said, providing actual benefit to the end user and letting them decide when and where they want to do it. I mean, and, you know, again, even a company like Bricks, excuse me, like BricsCAD, they offer that uh, the option of a subscription model, right? So there are companies, like I said, who do like it. They like that annual budgeting. They like knowing exactly what it's going to cost them. You know, they like the fact that they can only buy, you know, a couple of licenses. And if it doesn't work out, just let them expire and, and, and you know, do whatever is best for them. There are people who like that uh, annual subscription model. Right? And they offer that as an option. And I think that's the key. I, I don't think that you'd see as much anger and, and resistance to this as, as we're seeing in the CAD world if those larger firms would simply offer the option, you know, uh, new new licenses, you have no option. You, if you need new licenses, you can only get the subscription model. And yes, there are some legacy programs where if you had older licenses and you maintained them under maintenance, they're still letting you continue to, to upgrade and maintain those. But the cost of those have just risen to the point where it's actually less money to get onto the subscription model than it is to just you know pay the, the new maintenance fees. You know, and, and I think that's a a bad business approach and I think that they've opened the door these large software manufacturers they've dramatically opened the door to bring in all of these you know really uh, active smaller firms who are like I said not only offering that that better pricing model but because they're smaller and they're hungrier and they're you know not kind of resting on their own laurels and just trying to bring in money they're actively adding new functionality to these CAD packages that's really just kind of staggering you know, I'm mean, like I so said, just to, to uh, you know, the the idea that, you know, when you're dealing with like an Autodesk product, right, if you're doing like a 3D BIM model, you have to have, you know, Revit or, uh, you know, Inventor, or one, you know, one of those third party packages, which are very expensive verticals that you have to buy, you know, three or four systems and, and you have to train people on three or four different systems and they're different file types. And that's kind of the business model that, that these larger software firms have developed. And these smaller guys are going the opposite route and they're looking at simplifying, right? Like in BricsCAD, I can, I can actually do all of my 3D BIM modeling, all of my full 3D model for, you know, uh, buildings and, and designing, uh, you know, manufacturing parts and sheet metal, et cetera, all in a basic DWG file. I can do both the 2D and the 3D CAD all in one, you know? And I think that's, that's the big thing that's going on, you know, the, that these large monopolistic companies have just gotten to the point where, because they own, you know, 85 to 90% of the market, you know, they're, they're charging what they want and they're able to add in only, you know, functions that they think will enhance their market shares rather than add functionality to their end users, you know? Yeah. So that, that I think is a big concern. And, and listen, it works. I get it. I mean, the other thing I looked at yesterday, I was like, huh. If you take a look at, you know, at the end of 2017, 2016, 2017, if you look at the Autodesk stock price was, you know, hovering around the uh, the mid 50s, it was like 55 to $58 a share versus, you know, the, the stock price this morning is $157.50, right? They've tripled wow. their profit line in just three years using the subscription model. So, I mean, I get it. It's a massive benefit to those companies, you know, but... 
you know, one of the things like I said that, that we, we try to practice what we preach here at, at, at Zentech, right? We're, you and I are always big, you know, with, with, with all of our staff about client service, right? And making sure that whatever we do, it, it has to benefit our clients. Otherwise, they're not going to be our clients for very long. You know, and I think that when you when when these software firms allow themselves to get caught into the recurring loop of, you know, profit for profit's sake, and they're looking at the bottom line, and and they're letting the the accountants, right, and 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 you know the the director of of income or whatever the the C level title is for that, they're letting these guys make these decisions based on numbers purely, and no one's looking at what happens when. Our clients are frustrated, annoyed, or being taken advantage of and simply stop using our software in favor of something new, competitive, with better features. You know, and I think that's, you know, it's a self-defeating prophecy almost. You know, they get themselves caught into that loop. Now, you, you handle uh, the technical side uh, things that uh, here, here at Zentech. What do you see from a deployment standpoint uh user training what how does how does that come into play here uh, do you find that that users are are happy to to upgrade every year or do you do you find that they have a tough time adjusting if they wait a couple years what do you <laughs> i i find that users are generally pretty ticked off uh, about having to do this annual upgrade um, and 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 really what i have seen from a practical standpoint what i see a lot of companies doing is reverting back to that old model of only upgrading every couple of years. Because, you know, the thing that the software companies never look at is, you know, the cost and the time that goes into training and updating, reinstalling, re-having to do custom tools, having to show your people all the new product lines. That's a huge drain on any kind of a CAD or design firm, right? We, we don't operate on the largest profit margins on the, you know, on the planet to begin with. And, you know, taking a week or two weeks of downtime as we're trying to get everybody upgraded, the new releases installed, training people, showing them where the new products are, always finding some kind of a, of a hiccup or a glitch in a, in a process that used to work fine. And in the new release, they didn't consider that and that doesn't work anymore, you know, and, and to have to do that every single year. People have just stopped doing it. So really, in, in, in a lot of these companies, what I'm seeing from the tech side is that they're paying those annual subscription fees and still operating on the older software for as long as they can. I mean, they, like I said, it's usually one year. They, I think that you can go and you can operate the previous year's version so long as you pay this year's subscription fee. So basically, you know, the idea that, oh, you'll save money and always have the latest and greatest, that's not applying in any way because they're they're paying you know, for the 2020 version, but they're still using 2019 and they will all the way through 2021 until they're forced to upgrade to the, to the next version, you know, and they're staying at least a release behind because well, there's, there's, there's also the fact that there's not, not all of their, uh, the companies they work with. So, so you have to be in line with what, uh, what your colleagues are, are working with as well on, on a particular project. Right. right. Yeah, that's really important. You know, the amount of time and effort that has to go into that backwards compatibility, right? And, and you know, and again, that's actually one of the things where a lot of these larger companies like Autodesk will tell you, well, that's, that's the benefit of, you know, forcing everybody in subscription. This way, everybody's on the same model. Well, yeah, they're not. Like I said, there are still people out there who are maintaining their, their old perpetual license structures and paying those exorbitant uh, maintenance fees from those large companies. 
just so they can continue to use you know the 2015 version that they have been for years that works best for them you know um, and I get it you know you, you, they're trying to, to make sure you know hey all companies want profit I mean you and I run our company we want profit we want to be multi-billionaires and, and, and retire to Bermuda with our own private islands that would be lovely well I already yeah well, just, you see I knew you were making more than me I hate that <laughs> ah so unfair so <laughs> Shh, my wife might hear you, man. Don't say that. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that you know I, I get profit. Profit is 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 king, right? We're we're a capitalist nation. We're here to make money. That's why you run a business. That's why you start a business. So I don't begrudge these software companies who want to you know maximize your profit. But I just think it's 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 very short term thinking. You can maximize profit without alienating your customer base, and I think that's important. And I think that's really been overlooked. Like I said, not just in the CAD world, but in the software industry as a whole, I really do think there's a, a major, major flaw in their thinking there. You know, I, I, there's just no benefit that I can find to having all of these, you know, constant upgrades, constant training, other than it helps the bottom line. You, you, you can triple your stock share when you're a major software company in three years, which looks great for the CEOs and all of the other executives in the board. That doesn't help any of your client base. And I think long-term, that's where you wind up damaging yourself. I think long-term, you wind up with people simply leaving to go to newer, better, more customer-friendly based systems. You know, I think that's the way that it works. All right. So, um, yeah. So, so you know, that I think that kind of covers from, from, from our end here. Unless anything else you want to you discuss here today in terms of the, the perpetual licensing? No, I think uh, I think I'm good. Okay, all right. So yeah, I think that covers what we want to talk about here today. You know, like I said, I mean, you know, the takeaway from this is, you know, it is what it is, right? We have to pay what we have to pay. We've got to get our our designs done. We've got to get our parts modeled. We've got to get our BIM done. But you know, long term, like I said, I we're just seeing that more and more folks are moving away from those major companies and into more of these user friendly packages. So, all right, so. With that, I think we can uh, kind of wind our way here out of our uh, initial episode of the Cattle Call. Yes, I did it again. And yes, I will play a cow sound effect at the end. Uh, <laughs> just because I can and it makes people happy. Um, the cow sound sounds really good. Look, here you go. Ready? There you go. <laughs> it's a beautiful sound. So we got the cow sound and that makes Rocco happy. And with that, I want to thank you guys for joining us today. Hope you enjoyed our uh, premiere episode. And we're going to pick up with our next uh, episode, um, and it's going to be 2D CAD. Is it dead or is it growing? What's going on in the 2D CAD world? So we'll see you guys then. Until then, thanks for joining. Have a great day, everybody. All right, everybody. Today's Cattle Call was brought to you courtesy of Zentech Consultants. That's Rocco and I. Uh, Zentech Consultants works with design and manufacturing firms. To help our clients purchase and implement the software that they need in these complex industries. Uh, we provide a single point of contact for clients to buy, develop, and learn the most vital software systems for your specific needs. Uh, Zentech strives to be your trusted technology partner from your initial needs all the way through long-term support and training for your entire staff. So Rocco, why don't you tell them how to reach out to Zentech? All right, yeah, you can reach out to us through zentechconsultants.net. You can email us at sales at zentechconsultants.net or you can even call us 866-824-4459.
Excellent. We look forward to hearing from you all.